Remember when Julian Assange tweeted this chart? It showed how many members of the media belong to the Trilateral Commission, the Bilderberg Group, and the Council on Foreign Relations. And these aren't just members of the media, these are the CEOs. Then consider that six corporations control everything we see on television. So ABC, ESPN, Hulu, all owned by Disney, which is why all of these companies push the same agenda. Because if Stephen A. Schill didn't publicly attack Kyrie Irving for not going along with the agenda, he'd lose his precious $8 million from Disney. Then you have the Congressional Church Committee from the 1970s. The CIA admitted to spending billions of dollars adjusted for inflation, thriving media. That's what my children's book, Operation Mockingbird, is about. You also have three investment firms, Vanguard, BlackRock, and State Street, that own a large percentage of everything. For example, 17% of Disney. The corporate mainstream media is controlled from the top down. Hollywood is controlled from the top down. It's why they seemingly push the same agendas in lockstep. And schools are teaching children that they could cite the media as a reputable source. That truth comes from authority. And that is the single biggest failure of the school system. It's why I write books on how information is controlled. Rights fundamental to being an American. Fake news. Corruption in the banking system. Because we can teach our kids what the school system won't. ClassicalLearner.com How's it going, my fellow Americanos? Let's go. How's it going, my fellow Americans? Welcome back to the show. It's time for another brand new episode of the Politics and Punk Rock Podcast. I am your host, Andrew for America. And if you want to purchase that gentleman's books that uh, are intended to teach our children the reality of what's going on and not the bullshit woke agenda that they're teaching your kids in the indoctrination centers you call schools. Go to classicallearner.com and support the cause. Buy some books for your kids that'll actually make a difference in their lives. <laughs> Thanks for uh, being here. This is another video show, people. I'm going to play some clips today. We're going to go over some same stuff we always talk about, continuing thoughts and themes. Uh, I got a clip coming up here. Uh, what's his name? Tucker Carlson's interviewing this guy and he asks him if we're going to World War III and that's not great. I've been over this lately. A lot of people have been talking about this whole, you know, is World War III coming? Are we going to go with war to war with Iran, right? So here, let's share a screen here and I'm going to play you guys this clip do you think that we are moving toward war with iran <clears throat> yes i do and uh, it looks like the chosen destination is indeed armageddon there doesn't <laughs> seem to be any real appreciation for the implications for us mm -hmm. and and frankly for europe and the world as well as the middle east former of army such action colonel uh, take for an example Douglas just McGregor. on the economic side about 20% uh, of the world's oil passes through the Straits of Hormuz every month. 
probably 25% of liquefied natural gas. And you're talking about shutting down two to three million barrels uh, a day of oil from Iran. Uh, you know, this entire region is involved in the war. This is not an Iranian monopoly by any stretch of the imagination. But the point is that when we're looking at 10-year Treasury yields up over 5%, and people are increasingly convinced that the Fed has lost control, the economic side of the house is catastrophe. Now, when you look at the military side, you have to look at the arsenal of missiles that Iran possesses. And they can reach out 1,200 miles with great precision, very uh, high explosive conventional warheads that would do enormous damage, destroying whole city blocks in places like Haifa, Tel Aviv, even Jerusalem, though I doubt they would attack Jerusalem. The, the bottom line is that we need to think this through, and everyone right now is emoting. There is no thinking anywhere. So what would happen to the United States if we followed Senator Graham's advice and just began bombing critical infrastructure in Iran? Senator Graham. What, what would happen then? War hawk. Well, all of the bases that we have in Iraq and Syria, unfortunately, where we still have over a thousand Americans, all of those would be targeted. And this time they would target them accurately and this destruction would be wholesale. I would expect trouble here at home and in the United States because of the open border. Hezbollah has a very large operation in Mexico. There are no doubt many, many, many Hezbollah agents inside the United States. We can only begin to imagine the kind of trouble they could cause. Propaganda. The missile and space program in Iran is very, very advanced, as is their cyber warfare capability. All of these things would be brought to bear against us. But what's most important, I think, for Americans to understand is if we attack Iran on the basis of Hezbollah's alleged willingness to attack Israel, if Israel invades Gaza, we will end up in a fight with Russia. Russia will not sit by quietly and watch Iran destroyed by the United States air and naval power in the region. And once Russia enters this, uh, it, it becomes much more than just a local conflict, maybe more than just a regional war. Uh, we haven't thought this through. We need to do that. And I doubt seriously at that point that the Turks would be able to stay out. The Turks are Sunni Muslims. They are the de facto leaders of the Sunni Muslim world. They have the largest armed forces in the region. They are in close proximity to Israel. They could move forces south through Syria very rapidly. And I'm sure Bashar al-Assad, assuming he even survives the opening of this campaign, would not obstruct them. I mean, people. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. I got a question for you guys. I excuse me. I know Tucker Carlson seems like a guy that a lot uh, of people agree with. He seems genuine in his um, criticisms, ideas, explanations of things. Um, but when I see an interview like that with a former war guy, army colonel, uh, on the mainstream media talking about all the fear porn stuff that was conspiracy theory just weeks ago. And all of a sudden here it is. Oh gosh, we might get pulled into a war with Arabs. You know, whose side should we take between Palestine and Israel? I mean, 
the most ridiculous questions are being asked. And like I said in the last episode, they're just trying to fool you into another war, people. Populations do not want wars. They have to be fooled into wars. Julian Assange. And, and the intro clip here, that's what that guy was talking about. Julian Assange was blowing the whistle on all the secret society, big governmental, world planner, globalist groups that are all on boards of the big five, big six media companies. Disney owns, I mean, every news channel that Disney owns, the, the narratives are in lockstep. And that's by design, people. That is on purpose. I know I'm a broken record on this podcast because I don't know how many times I have to say it before people start realizing the reality. Um, so I don't know about Tucker Carlson. Uh, part of me feels like this is just propaganda. They're just selling you another war. They're giving you the, oh, well, this and this and this and that. And that's why we need to do this. And we need to be careful of this. And it's like the average viewer watcher of mainstream media news listener is just taking every word like it's the reality the tv screen's telling me what's going on doesn't matter if it's a left-wing pundit doesn't doesn't matter if it's a right-wing pundit these people are hired by the same companies they work for the same companies just because you the viewer or listener are agreeing with this person whichever person it is let's say you're a rachel maddow fan or you're a tucker carlson fan or whoever Every single one of them is getting a paycheck from the very companies that we are talking shit about. So how much of even the stuff that you would tend to agree with that you're listening to on the mainstream media news networks, how much of that is actually true as well? Just because you agree with it doesn't mean it's true or real. You have to do the research. You have to do the work. You have to investigate to discover the reality. You have to do the work to seek and find the truth. So keep that in mind, people. Just because you might be a left-winger that agrees with Rachel Maddow and you agree with uh, Ober, Oberman, Keith, whatever that guy's name is, you agree with uh, your, fam- you know, your favorite MSNBC, you know, you're, a, you're a Don Lemon person, you're a, a potato head fan, <laughs> I don't know how many of you know, you're a uh, Chris Cuomo fan. And then if you're on the right, you know, you love Hannity. You love, you know, whoever, Tucker Carlson. Or you, you prefer alternative media and comedians. Like, you, you, you're a big fan of Bill Maher. Everything Bill Maher says you agree with, right? How do you know these people aren't just propagandists be, getting a paycheck to do the very thing that you are talking shit about the other side that are they are also doing the same things you're doing just because the narrative talking points are different and you may or may not agree with certain talking points doesn't mean you aren't being propagandized with bullshit in the exact same way that the other team the other side of the aisle is being propagandized by the big club it does not fucking matter people if you identify as a republican or a Democrat, a liberal, a conservative, intelligent, or a dipshit. 
however you self-identify, whatever lens you look at yourself through, just keep in mind that if you don't do the work to find the truth, do not be surprised. When something you allowed the mainstream media to tell you, you discover eventually that it was complete and total utter horseshit, lies, bullshit, media, propaganda, and you don't self-reflect after that discovery, if you don't realize, oh my God, I've been proven wrong because I believed a mainstream media narrative without investigating it to find the truth for myself. If you're the type of person that continually gets hoodwinked by bullshit from the mainstream media, I highly recommend you turn the fucking TV off and you go find some reputable sources of information. You are being lied to by Fox, by MSNBC, by Vice, by CBS, by all of them. You name it. You're being deceived. You're being lied to. You're being fooled. Time and time and time again. How does that make you feel? Let's say you're a decent person. I got to do my civic duty. I got to go to the polls. I got to do my research on the candidates. I got to vote for the right person. And you believe that that makes a difference somehow. When you know that there are more powerful, more influential, more wealthy people that are in control of all of your politicians, you think they're going to let a little thing like organic politicians come up through the ranks and become president of the United States or sit on these councils? If, I mean, you got to get past the lobbyists first. You got to be raped and you got to whore yourself out to your sponsors and your donors time and time and time again just to get on the ballot in a lot of situations. I had Larry Sharp on my show. He flat out told you it's pay to play. You got the money to buy ads on the mainstream media. Let me introduce you to our political correspondent. <laughs> it's like being in a punk rock band and trying to go play the Whiskey A Go-Go in L.A. Oh, how many people can you bring to the show? Oh, well, here's some pre-sale tickets. You have to sell them all. You have to pay to play. You want to play on this stage? You better bring a following. You better make it financially uh, beneficial for the venue. That's how the mainstream media works. You want to talk about your politics on the show? You want to run for public office and use our platform, our platform and our network to reach a massive amount of people? It's pay to play. If you have the money to buy, then we will let the world hear your politics. What do you think? You, th you think that's a good thing? You still believe everything that the media screen tells you? The media news channels tell you? You don't realize still that they're in bed with the government, the CIA, the intelligence communities have infiltrated them. They feed the news stories. They are the mouthpiece for the government, for the big club, for the big globalist agenda. If you really think that by watching Fox or watching CNN or any of them, I don't give a fuck what channel it is, you are being lied to, manipulated, and propagandized, period. Let's move on.
All right, people. Um, I want to play you this clip. This is Andy Frizzella. Uh, I've played a few clips from him in previous shows as of late. He's been hitting some takes out of the park. And this is another one. Uh, and he's talking about the same similar topics. So take a listen. To this. I'm about to show you is so important to listen to. Please share it because God knows how long it's going to be up. You understand? Now, I understand these images are heart wrenching, and I'm not trying to sound callous or that I don't care about innocent people being slaughtered. But this is bigger than Israel and Palestine. This is actually a human species problem. We have an elite group of humans, elite two group. to three thousand humans so powerful and so rich and, and so much above us that they are literally killing innocent human beings to place chess with each other. That's what we're dealing with, all right? Mm -hmm. So when you guys say I stand with or I stand with, understand, you look like a fucking idiot. You don't idiot. understand what's going on. You can't explain what's going on. No Not clue. a single one of you could explain what I just laid out for you. Not, Not a, a single one, okay? And you would look at me and say, well, that doesn't make sense. No shit. But where have I missed? Where have I missed over the last three years? But here we are, 14 months out, and I'm looking at a whole bunch of tweets here, all right? And we'll just throw them up here on the screen. I'll read them. Reputable sources have been reporting Hamas terrorists came across the U.S. border and are apparently organizing terror cells planning attacks in major U.S. cities all over planned. the next 14 months. By this design. is no accident. It's the disruption to the 2024 election. They need to retain power. I'm about to show you is so important All right, to listen so, to. Hold on a second. Um, okay, so Andrew Frazella, people, feel however you want to feel about the guy. He just hit a home run. And this is now the new narrative talking point that everybody's saying. Because of the southern border being wide open to anybody, because from Mexico all the way down into countries in South America, they have been training terrorist organization groups. Um, I think I told you guys a story about a guy I work with. His family's from Ecuador, and they are getting run off of their farms down there right now. Their, their property's being seized, and they're training these military groups down there. This guy, Frizzella, just said that they got Hezbollah groups and the army colonel previously said that they have Hezbollah cells in Mexico. And then I've told you in the previous show about how Israeli Mossad basically, allegedly, allegedly, allegedly was involved in the 9-11 terrorist attacks, air quotes, right? And we were told by that army report that Israel is capable of carrying out attacks within the United States. Why are all of the mainstream media pundits? Why are some of the alternative media pundits all arriving at the same conclusion? It can only be one of two reasons. Either everyone is believing the bullshit propaganda, mind control manipulation narratives, or the people that are putting in the work and looking at the situation objectively, honestly, rationally, not emotionally, not because they have been manipulated into having an emotional reaction to 
what's going on. It's one or the other. Either it's true or it's a half-truth, partially true, partially bullshit, or it's complete bullshit. And I guess the only way we're going to find out what the truth is is when we start having terrorist attacks occurring here in the United States. And when they start blaming it on Iran or some Arab militant group that just so happened to find their way into the United States and now we have violence in the streets just like Ron Paul warned us of. The picture starts to form, doesn't it? You put two and two together and you can see. You can see the divide and conquer narratives that they want you to be talking about and arguing about, pissed off about. But all those narratives and all those conversations about the big, rich, wealthy, globalist interests pulling the strings, funding all the organizations, playing chess, a real-life game of axes and allies, a real-life game of risk or civilization like I've talked about. And, you know, use the similar analogies in the past to try to get these ideas through your heads. People voting, in my humble opinion, does not make any difference when you have lobbyists and super PACs and dark money and hidden agendas funding and pulling the strings of all of that the way it's supposed to be in government. Why would they let a little thing like voting fuck up their plan for the world, people? Ask yourself. Do you really think going to the polls and pulling the lever for someone matters in a world where electronic voting systems have been proven to be faulty and rigged and Easily fabricated, the numbers can be changed. The the software and the circuitry exists. The programs to do this exist. It's been proven. It's facts. You really think all this stuff's going to exist and not be used in reality? I think I told you guys Andrew Tate said that one time that the same voting machines that they used to rig the elections in Myanmar and uh, whatever those Southeast Asian countries w- were, I don't know if he said Cambodia, but he said Myanmar. Said it's the same voting machines we use here in the United States. So what makes you think? What gives you so much trust in the authority and in these institutions? Why do some of you, my fellow Americans, believe that there is not a chance on God's green earth that anybody would meddle and rig our elections? What makes you think people aren't trying to meddle and rig casino games? What makes you think people aren't trying to scam you online? You know that stuff's happening. You know evil exists. You know shitty people are out there trying to fuck you over every single day of your life. And still you believe that just because some pundit on a TV screen is telling you that, oh, the the voting machines are great. No one will ever meddle in our elections. You still think it matters? You still think the possibility of rigged elections isn't even on the table? There is no possible way it could possibly exist in the real world 
You really think that, my fellow Americans? Propaganda works. <laughs> mind control and mind manipulation works. It is effective. Fooling you programmable, moron, ignorant American lemmings is fake to the big club. And, you know, another thing I wanted to bring up was <laughs> this idea of Orwell's perpetual war and the perpetual state of crisis that we've been in since uh, COVID, right? And it all started with the Patriot Act after 9-11. We all know that. A little bit more of our freedoms were usurped. The government expanded its power and control over us massively. Uh, the surveillance uh, thing started with the NSA and Edward Snowden blew the whistle, whistle on all that. The Julian Assanges were trying to blow the whistle on what's going on. And um, I wanted to go back to this idea of the whole ideological subversion and the, and the socialist takeover, Saul Alinsky, uh, Hegel, Karl Marx, all these people, these revolutionaries that wanted to overthrow society and implement, I don't know, some type of satanic Luciferian new run world, who knows, right? But think about how messed up and how screwed we are as Americans. Like, we are slaves, people. I mean, we, we are lied to and manipulated. We are forced to live in an environment where we're constantly robbed, constantly uh, scared and frightened, constantly made to feel anxious and pathetic and weak and like we're not enough. And it's when you put it all together, it looks like there's a group of people that are trying to destroy American society. It looks like there is a planned deconstruction of the fabric of this society that is happening right now as we speak, as I'm recording this show for you. And I want you guys to take a look, take a listen to this little clip where this gentleman is talking about exactly that. Here we go. There's something that a lot of people are missing when it comes to the war in the Middle East. No matter which side of this war you fall on, consider this. Since COVID, we have been kept in a perpetual state of crisis. It has been nonstop for years now. We went from COVID to the war in Ukraine and now to the war in the Middle East. Is it a coincidence that the human collective has been kept in this nonstop crisis? Have you considered what this opens humanity up to? Can we be more easily controlled by those in centralized positions of power when yes. we are in a panic, when we are divided by tribal yep. mentalities, yep. religion? race mm -hmm. what does it mean to be in crisis for this long and is it a coincidence Stockholm that this syndrome? happens to match up with a known form of warfare called ideological subversion yuri bezmanov yourself the final two stages of ideological subversion are sustained crisis and normalization the idea being that a population kept in crisis long enough can be introduced to new norms that will become invisible to them. New normals. A perpetual security state, enlarged government powers, any of these things can seem like what we need to do if we're never allowed out of a state of emergency. Have you kept this in mind? There's something. Okay, so 
check this video out as well. Uh... The American people are the biggest slaves of any citizenship in the entire world. Because the American people are the only people that are told, go work super hard, go take a massive amount of your life, and we're going to take at least half your money. When we take half your money, we're going to send it overseas, or we're going to mismanage it, or we're going to send it over here for quote-unquote aid. Where's our motherfucking aid? Where's our aid from Kuwait or any of these other rich countries fix our homeless problem? You ever notice that none of the other citizens on the planet work so that we can have a better here in America? It's always the other way around. Why the f are we, the citizens of the United States of America, financing the well-being of every other fucking country in this planet? Until people wake up to that and say no more, shit's gonna continue. This land of the free. That's a fucking joke. Land of the motherfucking worker bees is what we are. Yeah, man. That's true. People, we are slaves. Corporate wage slaves. Not all of us. Some of us uh, were blessed with the skill set to be entrepreneurs and write their own ticket and create their own success in this country. But even those of you that are successful, are still in big, big trouble when the big club, the most powerful, the most wealthy groups uh, decide to flex. It doesn't matter how much money you make. If you're not in the club, you are out of the club. You are one of us. You're a goyim. <laughs> I'm not going to get into what that means. If those of you that know, know, I digress. Um, but think about it, people. Do you really think the government has your best interest in mind? When they want to scare you, they want to weaken you, they want to make you feel worthless and pathetic, they want to make you feel like you don't know what you're talking about, even though you, you think you know what you're talking about because they lied to you about all the things they want you to believe. And then slowly they take a little bit more of your freedom away, a little bit more of your money away from your paycheck through taxation. They take a little bit here, a little bit there, slow usurpations over time. I've been over it a million times. And sooner or later, some foreign invader is going to come into this country and you're going to get hauled off to a FEMA camp or shot and killed, maybe possibly raped and tortured on the spot. Is that what you want? You don't think you need firearms? You don't think you need any protection? You think the government that's perpetrating all this bullshit against you is looking out for you? That's the ultimate occult magic trick of the book. When William Casey, former CIA director, said, we will know that our misinformation, disinformation campaign is complete when everything the American people believe is a lie. That is from the horse's own mouth. What makes you think that's a lie? What makes you think that that's not true? Because you didn't see it on a mainstream media news channel? Because you didn't see it on a TV screen? Those of us that know that he said that, we either read it on the official documentation, read it or heard it in the interview that the gentleman gave back in the day. I've played clips, many, many clips on this show of people telling you exactly what I'm telling you. They're just saying it through lies and bullshit, through their own perspective. 
All you got to do is look. All you got to do is look, people. And if you keep refusing to look, if you keep refusing to listen, tick-tock. It's only a matter of time. Be prepared to be conquered. Be prepared to start seeing violence in the streets. Be prepared to not be able to take your children out in public anymore. Be prepared to see U.S. military vehicles and personnel in your neighborhood streets. Be prepared for rationed food items. Be prepared for your uh, your, your grocery stores, any store to be closed down. You're gonna all, you're all gonna have to go to Walmart or some big box store to get limited supply of things. And there's gonna probably be, there will probably be a lot of people in those Walmart big huge store locations because allegedly they've been set up like concentration camps and place and big places to house large groups of people very similar to FEMA camps. I remember back when uh, Jesse Ventura was doing his conspiracy theory show. He was asking the question, how come there's these big, you know, reams and reams and reams of these plastic body bag looking boxes stacked up out in front of FEMA camps next to rail railways where trains come and go, much like the concentration camps in Nazi Germany. People, get ready. <laughs> it's coming. You better wake up and realize the reality of the situation that you and I live in together here in this realm we call Earth. All right, so uh, let's move on. I want to play a couple more clips. Uh, if you don't believe that big club globalist groups aren't also in bed with groups like the mafia and the mob, and you don't think that these people control the politicians, the government, the everything, okay, don't believe it. But here, why don't you take it from the horse's mouth. Here's an old mob boss guy telling you, that they had access to the White House. They controlled a huge part of the country for a long time. Take a listen. I don't know if you know this, but in America, at one point in time, we controlled a major part of the country. I mean, we had, we had access to the White House. You know, we had politicians working for us. We had all the unions. You control the unions in America, you control the country. Teamsters Union was controlled by us. We had over 2 million members. You know what that means? That means we have bank accounts with hundreds of millions, billions of dollars from the trust funds. We had 2 million votes for any politician that wanted to do our bidding. Ding, ding, ding. 2 million votes, that's what politicians live by, votes. So we controlled the country to a great degree at one point in time. Maya Lansky uh, negotiated the deal to get Luciano out of prison because we controlled the docks during World War II and we needed they needed access to the docks. And so we gave it to them. We also, when I say we, Luciano at that time, he also uh, helped the Allies in Italy during the war. He helped them tremendously. So he bought his way out of prison by helping the United States. But remember, they came to him. I yeah, people, they came to him. 
Politicians are human beings just like every one, each and every one of us people. You know what I'm saying? Like, how do you think this stuff gets done? I don't get it. I don't get it, people. But here, let's, um, let's play another clip, a little interesting clip I wanted to share with you. This is a gentleman talking about Nazis and the stupid people that went along with it. Oh, this is William Milton, Milton William Cooper, actually, uh, in this clip. So take a listen to this. So one cannot avoid asking the question, is the public stupid? Yep. <laughs> Adolf Hitler thought so. Adolf Hitler thought so. In fact, his career was based on the stupidity of the German public. Surprisingly, Hitler admitted this at the outset of his career. Admitted In his it. book, Mein Kampf, he wrote that the Marxists of his time were the masters of political propaganda. In other words, they were his teachers. As for the political moderates and conservatives, Hitler said, the correct use of propaganda has remained practically unknown to the bourgeois parties. Propaganda, said Hitler, was to be directed against the masses, and the masses, he said, were stupid. The content of propaganda is not science, said Hitler. The content of propaganda, he said, calls the masses' attention to certain facts, processes, necessities, etc. But these facts need not be true. One might bring up the idea of global warming, which justifies extreme measures. One might say, the rainforests are dying as a way of extending your power while depriving individuals of power and affect electricity. Sound familiar? You bring these facts forward, even if they are not facts. This is the basis of propaganda. This must be done skillfully, explained Hitler, so that everyone will be convinced that the fact is real. Everyone. The process necessary, the necessity correct, etc. Does one have to prove something scientifically? All propaganda must be popular, and its intellectual level must be adjusted to the most limited intelligence among those it is addressed to, wrote Hitler. Hear that? A propaganda which only aims at intelligent people will not accomplish anything. If you demand intelligence from the public, if you expect them to rise to a higher level, you will be disappointed. The more modest its intellectual ballast, explains Hitler, the more exclusively it takes into consideration the emotions of the masses. Emotions. The more effective it will be. In other words, the public is stupid and does not think. Instead, it relies on its emotions and feelings. But what is the IQ of a feeling? It is also a mistake, said Hitler, to make propaganda many-sided. The receptivity of the great masses is very limited. Their intelligence is small, small. and their power of forgetting is enormous. enormous. Because the public forgets so quickly and easily, propaganda must be repeated often. You must establish a virtual drumbeat of repetition. Repetition is a dangerous white-wing extremist. Is something you repeat again and again. Republicans are divisive, would be another commonly recited phrase. When examined closely, these ideas are nonsense. 
More often than not, Nonsense. the people originating this propaganda are themselves extremists whose propaganda divides the nation according to race and sex. But in accusing others of doing what they do every day, they insulate themselves from attack. All eyes are turned in another direction, where they're told to turn. The best propaganda is therefore simple and repetitive, because it is repeated so often. It spreads and receives reinforcement from all quarters as the stupid public regurgitates what it has learned in common discourse. Where have you heard that before? Stupid public regurgitates. The broad mass of a nation, wrote Hitler, does not consist of professors of political law or even individuals capable of forming a rational opinion. What a propagandist fosters is not independent thought, but mass emotion. This was the formula that brought Hitler to power and made him popular with the German masses. It should be noted that Hitler's insights into manipulating the masses were not original. While many leaders ignored the social sciences, Hitler had done some reading. We are told that he had been influenced in his thinking by one of Europe's leading men of science, Gustave Le Bon. It was Le Bon who wrote a famous 1895 treatise on the psychology of crowds. 1895, ladies and gentlemen. Hitler and Lenin, the founding dictators of Nazi Germany and Soviet Russia, both read Le Bon and applied his discoveries. At the same time, with the exception of Teddy Roosevelt, Western leaders failed to do likewise. Hmm. Consequently, the Western countries have been successfully bombarded by anti-Western propaganda messages for many decades, and these have successfully battered down our institutions and traditional ideas. There it is, people. There it is. Don't take my word for it. I'm not the only one saying this stuff. Milton William Cooper just laid it out. Stupid morons. Can't figure it out. What does that say about the human brain? As, as narcissistic and self-aggrandizing, self-important, we're so individual, uh, an, in, you know, radical individualism narcissism social media feminism wokeism communism socialism marxism leninism alinskyism <laughs> remember when i was talking about al capone and saul alinsky sowing discord in communities then you got the mob guy saying that they had access to the white house hitler hanging out with Philosophers and socialists telling you exactly what Saul Alinsky tried to tell you in Rules for Radicals. People, it all connects. All you have to do is look at history. And you will see the reality. You will see the truth. Whether you like it or not. I know I want to I want to live in a blissful world too where nothing bad ever happens. I want to live in brave new world where we're we're all plugged into Indra and we all take our somas and nobody ever gets too upset or too too sad, too you know, it's always just this happy content 
don't hurt anybody's feelings world. How are your levels? How are your levels? <laughs> Is that what you want, people? You want to get plugged into the Matrix Indra realm of artificial intelligence? <laughs> Keyword artificial. Should we just get away from being human beings? Should we just merge with machines and become the archons that rule this universe, apparently? Is that what we're doing? What's the alternative? Remain human? Remain, uh, remain nationalistic? Have our borders up? Clan warfare? Not coming together? I mean, maybe coming together under a big one-world government will solve a bunch of wartime problems. Maybe. But like I've said before, keep in mind that if we get there, a small group of people will be in control of everything. So if you don't like what the government does, you won't be able to vote your way out of it. You won't be able to rise up in the streets and overthrow. You won't be able to protest and create social movements. You'll end up in one of Mr. Creedy's black bags, and you will be eliminated quietly. Just like V for Vendetta. You know, Demolition Man, Judge Dredd, all these movies, Idiocracy. Is that the future? Cushy socialism for the uber-wealthy, rich, globalist world planners and hardcore, unmerciful capitalism for the rabble? We work, they steal. They siphon resources off of our hard work, labor, slavery, subjugation. That's what's happened over the years. They fed you a story that made you believe everything was fine, nothing's wrong. Ah, America, the American dream, the last bastion of prosperity and opportunity in the world. People from countries all over the world want to come, or wanted, past tense, to come here where they could realize their own goals and aspirations, free of government and religious persecution. They were free to do whatever they wanted, build homesteads, raise crops, raise livestock, raise families, develop big families, clans, big communities, independent of government, independent of oligarchic totalitarian rule, free of divine right of kings and queens, free, freedom, right? Was that the plan of the founding of this country, the American Revolution? Thomas Hobbes, John Locke, Rousseau, right? Social contract theorists, Hobbes, all the people that theorized you know, it wrote the Federalist and Anti-Federalist Papers, penned the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution. What was the point of all that, people? Or was that just a story that they told you? Have we ever really truly been free people in the United States of America? Ask yourself. There were still slaves, both overtly and indirectly, I guess. They just took it out of 
the public consciousness and then they it went you know slavery went underground and they got you through the pocketbook all of us are slaves people and as time marches on it starts to become more and more and more apparent slow usurpations over time why is it slow because if it was too quick you idiots would catch on and you'd wise up and you'd rise up and you would put a stop to it you might tar and feather politicians in the public square you might murder and assassinate some people why why does that not happen anymore why do we not hold our politicians accountable why do we believe everything they say as if it was the word of whatever God it is you pray to the reason my fellow Americans is propaganda mind control and manipulation happening simultaneously with slow usurpations of your freedoms and liberties over time We took a big step, leap, giant leap towards slavery, mass slavery in 1913 when we sold this country to the German Rothschild-controlled bankster clans. The Federal Reserve came in. The income tax came in. The limitless checking account that we can go wage wars on foreign countries all over the world came into existence and every politician that you have seen ever since then has been a puppet put on the tv screen to tell you why this is this and why this is that and meanwhile another agenda has gone unnoticed right underneath your noses it's called misdirection and it is a fucking occult magic trick I'm sorry. This is the reality of this world. Let's listen to Ron Paul here. Talk about income tax. If we want to, but they cannot use any coercion to come and take it from us. So in this situation, of course, it means we don't even believe the income tax. I mean, that's right. Most of our history, we did not have an income tax. A lot of people say, oh, well, first reaction from a liberal reporter will be, well, who's going to take care of the government? <laughs> I said, well, I'm not, libertarians aren't really worried about the government. We're worried about the people. So therefore, we want you to keep your freedom, and we want to keep the fruits of your labor, and we want you to have the incentive. Because today there's less incentive there, there than there used to be, a lot less incentive to work and keep all the records and send them off to the government. So there's a more incentive to get in the underground economy. Over a third of the people in this country are in the, involved in the underground economy. Now that's a mixed bag. I get. I hate to see the breakdown of law and order, but you know what I hate to see is I hate to see Reagan get off the hook. Just think, the underground economy is probably bailing out this system. It's really very beneficial uh, to the economy because it's the real economy. And the other thing that we have to think about, those who are fully in the underground, underground economy are fully employed, too. There's no unemployment in the underground economy. 
and we'd like to legalize it. We'd like to make sure this is available to everybody. And uh, since it's, we exist in immigrants most of our coming over the border, it, and there are still some states that have neither sales taxes or income taxes, and their unemployment rate is lower than the states that have high uh, income Weird. tax and high static if we want to, but right. they cannot use. So there you go, people. Ron Paul explaining to you. No taxation without representation. Remember that? Do you feel represented by your elected officials? If you don't, why do you allow yourself to be taxed? Why is that very simple to understand concept so foreign to the majority of you, my fellow Americans? You know why? Propaganda and mind control and manipulation. A lot of you grew up in a world where the Federal Reserve and the income tax already existed. So you have never known no other way here in these United States of America. But guess what? People came before you. Time occurred before you. Things happened before you. This thing led to this thing led to this thing. It's called history. And if you don't know your history... How do you know anything, especially when it comes to truth and knowledge and wisdom and understanding of what has happened? Knowledge, wisdom, and understanding of who you are and where you came from. All of us, I've said this before, we're born into a world where we just accepted the conditions that we lived under as if that was the way it is. But people, that is not the way it has always been. So why do you think that the way it is now is the best and only way that things have ever been? That is not true. It's a bullshit way to think. And if you refuse to look at the past and look at history so that you can learn truth and reality, and you continue to choose to get all of the news and information you receive about the world from a TV screen, from a mainstream media news outlet, and you still don't have any concept of understanding why you are constantly proven wrong and all the bullshit that you, you claim to think, feel, and believe? What's it going to take to get through to some of you people? What's it going to take for you to drop the ego and open your mind. What's it going to take for you to not be so afraid of being proven wrong? What's it going to take for you to accept reality and reject the fantasy, make-believe, big club globalist agenda world that they are trying to sell you through your TV screen? What's it going to take? Podcasters like me, rep using their own tricks against them, repetition, telling you repeatedly over and over and over again. If you're going to let the mainstream media use repetition and mind control to form your thoughts, beliefs, and ideas, then guess what, my fellow Americans? I'm going to use the exact same tactics here on the Politics and Punk Rock Podcast.
turns out I choose to fight fire <laughs> with fire. People, it's time to play some punk rock. Alright people, welcome back to the show It's time to play some punk rock This band Just came out with a brand new single And it is awesome Ladies and gentlemen Making their return To the Politics and Punk Rock Podcast Here's Bridge the Gap with their brand new single entitled Revenant.
All right, people. That was Bridge the Gap with their song, Revenant. And thanks a lot for letting us feature your guys' brand new single here on the show today. Before I go, people, I want to share a clip of a gentleman speaking to a judge about what his job as a computer programmer was and what kind of election, electronic election voting machines he was working on. <laughs> so check this out. And where do you reside? Tallahassee, Florida. And what is your profession? I'm a computer programmer. Would you please speak into the microphone so the audience can hear your testimony? I'm a computer programmer. Mr. Curtis, are there programs that can be used to secretly fix elections? Yes. How do you know that to be the case? Because in uh, 2000, I wrote a prototype for President Congressman Tom Feeney at the company I worked for in Oviedo, Florida that did just that. And when you say just, did just that, it would rig an election? It would flip the vote 5149. 5149. Whoever you wanted to go to and whichever race you wanted to win. And be something that elections officials that might be on county boards of elections could detect. They'd never see it. They'd never see it. Mr. Would you answer that question once again? They would never see it. They would never see it, people. <laughs> Oh, oh boy. You be the judge, my fellow Americans. Is this next election going to be rigged? Is this next election even going to happen? <laughs> we shall see as this alleged march towards World War III plays out before our very eyes. I don't know what we're going to do, people, but I'm just trying to make you aware of the possible reality that's coming pretty soon, and I hope it doesn't come. I love you guys. Go to the website, politicsandpunkrockpodcast.com. Buy some merch. Check out my music on SoundCloud. Check out the playlist on Spotify. Take care of each other out there. Cut each other some slack cut people some slack kick back relax try to take deep breaths try to enjoy the now the moment the here and now don't think too much about the past don't think too much about the future but have it in the back of your mind to be aware and to stay up on your reading and educating yourself and understanding what is going on in the world because we're all going to need to know how to survive. And I want you guys to do it, man. Get on the stick. Start your quest for you, for me, for all of us. Thank you for listening. Good night. We'll see you next time. This has been episode 164 of the Politics and Punk Rock Podcast titled what's it gonna take we'll see you next time